another episode of Cheap Enough. I'm your host, Aetherius. And here's your top stories of the week. And now your top stories in gaming. Nintendo announced a 15-minute direct focus on Super Mario Maker 2. The game is loaded with a lot of tools that would make it easier for you to create your own board and has new features that would make it easier for people to find your stage. Now, I can honestly admit that I bought it, the first one, but I just bought it for the... 100 Mario's because I wouldn't say I lack creativity it's just that it was a bit overwhelming for me now that is not to say that this time around that I would just err on the cautious side because I have a few ideas and I'm so looking forward to trying out these new features there's a lot of new things that they are introducing to this iteration of Super Mario Maker. Like, it's amazing how good this game is looking. Sorry, I didn't mean to be interrupted with that, but such is life. So yes, this game will be released on June 28th, and I know I ain't picking it up. They also got a promotional deal that's going, like for $69.99, you can get it with a year's worth of Nintendo Online. Now, okay, now, I find it very interesting that they are, like, completely pushing that and it's a bar well it is a bargain because instead of you paying twenty dollars a month you're actually just paying ten because it's fifty nine ninety nine plus ten then you can get it for sixty nine ninety nine and you get a free a year's worth of online and yes it is bare bones but this will incentivize Nintendo to broadening their features and implementing them into this online thing. It's, it's really surprising that they don't have such a robust online like, you know, infrastructure. Oh, well, I digress. Now, World of Warcraft Classic be releasing this August, okay, and, okay, I must share a little bit about myself, okay, I love World of Warcraft, I love For the Horde all the way, I have been consciously staying away from World of Warcraft with these new expansions, because I love adventure games. I, I love to go out on my own and to just explore this world. I mean, like, God, the things, the adventures I went on with this game. Um, 
but like with these ladies it's fancy and whatnot I'm like it's cute but it it can't it became too casual and and that is no shade to the people who are just getting in and stuff like that but you have to admit the reason why a lot of their subscribers like completely dropped the ball when it came to um you know people maintaining their subscriptions it's because it it became very easy but this one is the classic vanilla one and i came in on the tail end of burning crusade and from there i went to mr pandera pandera yeah i went to the miss I want to play the vanilla one. I thought vanilla was like that rain, that first rain. Oh, amazing. But um, yeah, so when it comes out, I may have to dip my toe back in because I wanted, I want to experience that. And then I may, I may make another character for, you know, the other expansions. But until the end, I'm like, I don't know. Now, a complete surprise happened this week. It came out of no one, no one saw this coming. Microsoft and Sony are teaming together to help make it easier to bring gaming to cloud. Now, from my understanding, and you can, you know, voice your opinion or give me your input using the new voice message feature on Anchor. So here's the thing. Okay, so we already know that cloud gaming exists. And this is across all platforms, including Nintendo. I think the, the company that has like you know the, the infrastructure the best has to be Microsoft because Microsoft has the same infrastructure when it comes to the computer so they already know what they're doing and this is not to say that Sony and definitely because they it's not to say that they don't know what they're doing it's just that Microsoft has a better idea on how to streamline all platforms and I told you guys this when uh, they were talking about joining up with Nintendo because you think that it's like you know just primarily Sony and Microsoft I'm here to let you guys know that is not the case I'm letting you guys know this is what's going to happen with this next generation even though power is going to be an, as- an aspect of these new systems power can only go so far so what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to have features that stand out and yes Microsoft is Microsoft Nest system is going to be about bringing all three systems together so that everyone can be on the same like 
not on the same platform. Of course, that's just asinine. But what I mean is that everyone is able to play together and not feel ostracized. Because this generation with power and whatnot, it costs far too much money. And people are not so much as focused on that. They want to be able to play with their friends regardless of the platform that they're on. And this is Microsoft way in to bringing all of these three companies together. So kudos to them. Sony is wonderful, wonderful at marketing. They are wonderful at marketing. And I guess that's how they're going to have to do this. It's just, I, I cannot wait to see how this is all implemented. And, like, close to the end of this year, I bet you a million dollars that they are going to start talking about it with Nintendo. Now, Sega Mini Classic will be released on September 19th. Now, there's going to be a total of 40 games. However, there's only 30 that's announced. And they'll be released for $79.99. I am going to pick it up, but I, I'm picking it up for just for the collectors in me. I'm not picking it up to play it because that's how I did with all of the classics. I just like to have them as a collection. I'm, I'm, never mind, because I was going to go on a, a tangent right there. I'm excited to see how this is going to fare with the fans because... I didn't pick up the PS1 classic, Mm-mm. but I think that this Sega Massive Mini Classic, I think that this is going to do good. So we'll see, come September. Now, Minecraft has a new game for the mobile system, and it's called Mo- Minecraft Earth. It's a free-to-play mobile game, which was featured similar mechanics like Pokemon Go. It's an AR game and in certain places monsters shows up in the real world. We know what it's like. And you're also able to you know build virtual excuse me. You're also able to build virtual buildings and whatnot in the real world and I'm excited to see how this goes because I suffice to say I do like Minecraft but I love Pokemon Go and if it's anything like that this will sell good it's all about brand recognition and whatnot so you know it's they're going to push this and people who have always been Minecraft enthusiasts but have moved on, this will get them right back and go. This will help them sell more systems. It's a smart move on Microsoft. And Rage 2 is available for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's looking good. It plays well, the mechanics, and 
you know, all of the top streamers are enjoying it, as well as the YouTubers, they're enjoying it. So, um, check it out, it's available now. And, um, I think that's it for gaming. The new trailer for Magnificent Mistress of Evil dropped and it looks so beautiful. Now, Angelina Jolie, I mean, who else can play as Maleficent, will be reprising her role. And Michelle Pfeiffer is also featured. Now, I don't know what this story is going to go, however, from what I've seen, I'm in. I think that this is like, I, from what I can tell, it's like they want to make Maleficent evil, and I know that she's evil, like, um, an anime, and, <laughs> but I think, I don't think that she's evil, I think that, She's not trying to be taken advantage of. Like, okay, this woman is a queen. And she deserves to be respected. And they keep testing her. That's a little foreshadowing of what's going to happen later on in the after episode. Robert Patterson and Nicholas Holt are the forerunners for the new role of the new Batman. Now, as of this recording, Robert Patterson is the man. I don't know how to feel about this. This is, I'm not saying that he's not a good actor. It's just... He doesn't have that presence. Now, there's two people who... I thought that was like great Batman characters and that was Michael Keaton and Bell, Christian Bell. Val Kilmer and George Clooney? No. And I think what well, I so here's the thing. I think what would make what would make him stand out is it's, it has to be the environment. If it's old Batman, it's gonna suck because he has too young of a face to play the old world of Batman, like the gritty side to Batman. It's going to have to be futuristic, but also present. I don't know who's writing it. I mean, this this information just came out. Am I excited? No, because I don't think that is. I I just I've seen him in other roles. I just never seen him in a real 
sorry. He's always gonna be Cedric Dick Diggory to me. He's always gonna be Cedric to me. I don't see him being serious. But some people can't surprise you. The new trailer for the new season of Black Member Black Member. My God, where's my hand? Black Mirror has been released and it covers three stories featuring Andrew Scott from Sherlock, Molly Cyrus, Anthony Maggie, and But um, it's gonna be released next month on the fifth. And of course, you know, Black Mirror is Black Mirror is actually such a phenomenal, great show because I think, of course, it's like the Twilight Zone and Outer Limits and stuff like that, but it's modernized and. It's all about technology. That's the reason why I'm excited about it because it's about how we should be careful about you know our need to always be surrounding ourselves with so many things. It's like I don't want. Uh, I'm going into a, a, a tangent. We'll leave it there. It looks good. It would be on Netflix next month on the film. Now, before I go into my Game of Thrones prediction and review, um, and you guys know that how I feel about um, politics and whatnot, but there has been something that has been dominating. news and that is Alabama with this abortion ban it's stupid it it's it's really stupid it's just stupid it's horrific it's an assault to all it's not assault to, it's definitely assault to the women in Alabama but I know what they're doing I know what they're doing and I think I mentioned this before Brett Kavanaugh Regardless to whether you like him or not. What I didn't like about Brad was his demeanor. And the fact that he came out with his last stance. As far as him, you know, he took a side. He took a side because he went against the liberals. And he's supposed to be impartial. He cannot be biased. When he did that, I knew that he was planted. And I knew that he was going to get a man. And now you're thinking like, oh my god, the senators are going to vote this man in. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. 
that wasn't the case. I said there are powers beyond them, beyond them, that saw this guy and said they want Roe v. Wade. And they saw him and behind closed doors, this is my conspiracy theory, just follow along. Behind closed doors, they vetted this dude and they wanted to make sure that he was in step with him. And it's unfortunate because he showed that he was. And they put him in there. They are coming for Raw v. Wade. And I think they're going to get it. I really believe that they're going to get it. It's, it's insane. It's insane about what's about to come down the street. What's coming down the road is insane. Now, as a woman, my view on pro-life and pro-choice, this is how I view it. It's a personal thing. It's personal. And what I mean by personal is quite simple. I know that a lot of people want to, you know, cloud it with a whole bunch of nuance and whatnot. But here's the way how I feel. If you want to have that baby, and you believe that you are pro-life, then go for it. If you don't want to have the baby, and you are pro-choice, then go for it. And that's what I mean by it's personal. I don't like that there is a debate about this anyway, because... It has been shown that... The language, the science, the argument are, it's toxic because people don't know what they're talking about. It's what you want to do. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, let me be in the middle. It's my truth. And my truth is you do what you want to do. It's you. You have to make that decision. It is my job to make sure that whatever you decide to do and whatever you believe in, that you can come here and voice it. And you can come here and feel safe. Because I'm not excluding anyone in my decision to embrace everyone it's a personal matter so Alabama I'm not coming and am I boycotting it yes I never liked never liked it Ugh, never liked it oh let's move on to something more such as the Game of Thrones. 
Now, now these people here, they have got this petition up that is going to be like they want the the, the um season eight to be reshoot, re- remade like to their liking. And I'm like, girl, no, no, it is what it is. Now tomorrow will be the final episode. Now, a lot of people were upset because they felt that, you know, during the episode, the fifth episode, The Bells, um, that Danny has gone mad. I don't think Danny's gone mad. I think there's a lot of pain. Of course, there's a lot of pain that's going on. And here's my opinion about what happened. Danny was at the edge. She was already at the edge in episode four. She was at the edge. And the people who pushed her to the edge was Tyrion, Varys, John, Sansa. All of these people pushed her to the edge. And what do they all have in common? They are all from Westeros. And I keep I keep trying to let you guys know this. Danny, she she was clearly, you know, she's associated with Westeros. But Danny went across, she went abroad. Okay? And she went and freed up all these slaves. And tried to make Marie like better than what it was. She left it. She 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 left it better for the people than when she first arrived there. And this is like who Danny is. It wasn't until those Westeros people came into her life when she just became cutthroat. There's a reason why Ned went to his death about that information about John. Because Ned Ned Stark knew how toxic that information was. And he went, because when he went to, you know, to be the hand for Robert Baratheon, right? He could have sent, you know, a little bird at um, John Snow, because he knew what John was. He could have sent that, was like, look, this is no truth. You are Aragon Targaryen. This is who you are, and whatnot. But he went. To the grave with that information. His mother died without telling them that information. She they knew how toxic and what this information was going to do. And that was the prophecy. That's why they didn't want to tell no one. Because everything when John found out his true lineage. What happened? It just all fell apart. It fell apart. 
I don't think that he should have known. I don't think that he should have. I don't think that that should have been told to him. Because all of them, all of them, Brand and what's his name again? Oh my gosh. Um. Oh my God. He's a fat guy, but um, his best friend. When they found out this information, you have got to admit, they had intentions. Because it wasn't to serve John. It wasn't. It wasn't for John's sake. It was because they felt that John belonged on the throne. So, they told him. And then he would, and he told Danny. For what I don't know, his mood changed. Now Danny is already fragile. She lost her dragons. She lost her friends, and she lost her. You know, she lost Johan. The truth of the matter is, is that John shouldn't have tried to get with her, but it happened. It happened. But and if I remember correctly, because let me think, because I don't want to, you know, give you guys false information. Uh, yes, Johan was still alive at the time John found out this information. And if John was going to step off the way that he stepped off, he should have told Johan the T. He should have told John ha- Johan that, hey, maybe you want to slide in. Maybe you want to slide in and, you know, because I'm going to let let her know that I can't, you know, play this lovey-dovey game no more. But John didn't do all that. John didn't do all that. And it's messed up because... John had this information and he gave it to Sansa who it just it just went like wildfire. Everybody in their mama knew about John's secret. And yes, it may have never been John's initial intentions, but yes, there was something about him. He wanted to do something like that. And Danny told him. Danny was like, look. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this because if you do it, it's going to it's going to it's going to bring chaos. Whether it's well, clearly what happened, but just politically, it was going to bring chaos. And John didn't think just everything that happened in the fifth episode with her burning down. Um, burning down a castle and whatnot. King's Landing. That's on John's head. That is all on John's head. John shouldn't have told them people what he knew. There's a reason why everybody who knew in the beginning went to their grave with it. It was toxic information and it came to fruition. Every every since that he found out his truth, it's been horrific. 
And John couldn't see all that. Now, when it comes to Danny talking about, oh, she's the mad queen and whatnot, it's like, no, y'all made her into that. Y'all did not embrace her as your queen. She came over here to help your ass out, and you didn't help, you, 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 oh, we need John. Like, you know, John is supposed to be the king of the north. Well, John could have been very well the king of the north and stuff like that, but... Danny lost half of her fleet and her soldiers on John's attack. Because here's the tea. She was she could have been like, um she could have been in Maria and be like, um, let them do what they need to do. But she wanted to help John. And now everyone is like calling for Danny's death. And I'm like, no, Danny shouldn't die. Y'all created her. Y'all created this persona. That was your queen. And y'all didn't even treat her like she was your queen. Y'all was all like, you know, giving her the cold shoulder, side-eyeing her, undermining her. You shouldn't have done it. So don't be pissed that she burned down King's Landing. She was at the edge. And she looked to John because she wasn't getting it from no one else. She definitely wasn't getting it from Tyrion because Tyrion was too emotional about he was too focused on the survival of his family. So she looked to John. And what did John do? John turned his back on her when she needed him the most. And it wasn't about a relation thing. Because clearly Danny knew that it wasn't gonna go that way. But the very least that he could have done is he could have been like, look. When he told Sansa what he told them, he should have came to Danny and told her what he did. And they all could have got together and would be like, look, you know the team, but she's the queen. Stop trying to make me something that I don't want to be. I don't want, I know the other, you know, the kingdoms and stuff like that. I know they're going to want to, you know, enforce that I take the throne. But I'm here to let all of you know, I don't want it. I'm not built for it. I'm not here to make it easier. But what you're going to do is you're going to respect her. Because she is someone who I respect. And... You're going, if you care about me being on the throne, then you have to follow my suit. And she's the queen. But John don't want that. So next week, I hope that... This is my hope. I hope that Danny goes to Winterfell and burn that down. Because she already knows that... Sansa don't like her. And Sansa is going to try to, you know, create this rift with these other kingdoms on trying to, like, you know, delegitimize this woman's, um, her right to the throne. And she really doesn't belong on that. We, we get that. We're smart. But considering everything that she lost, who else is going to play? Who else is going to be on the throne? 
Danny could have been a good queen, but they created an environment, a hostile environment for her to where she can't even be that. And that's why she burnt that she burnt that thing down. She was like, look. I know y'all gonna act funny. I know y'all gonna act stank. So I'm not doing it. And if I can't have the throne, nobody's going to have the throne. It's just like what she said when she first was talking to Tyrion. She was like, I don't want to be another peg in the wheel. I wanted to destroy the wheel. And that is exactly what she's done. Now, I don't know. I think John's going to die in the next episode. I truly believe that he's going to die. They're looking for him to kill off Danny, And I don't think he's going to do it because... All of that, he's going to realize all that happened. That was on him. Because he opened up his mouth. He's definitely going to go home at Sansa and be like, What the hell? Why did you do what you did? Tyrion is gone. Because uh, Jamie's gone. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited about what happens. As far as the season goes, it's a bit rushed, I admit. But I liked it. I I have been enjoying every episode since day one. And that is my, you know, take on Game of Thrones. And that is the top stories in pop culture.